Welcome to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. I am your host, Benjamin Warkel, the Wisconsin football and men's basketball beat writer for the Rivals.com network. You know, we thought when we did last week's show that following offensive lineman Nolan Rucci's commitment, Wisconsin would be stuck at 17 commits for at least a little while. But Al Ashford had different ideas. The three-star cornerback from Colorado surprised the recruiting world and his parents when he announced his commitment to the Badgers late last week. Ashford was offered by Wisconsin right around the 1st of September and called it his dream offer, but he purposefully never posted the news on social media and never even told his parents, his coaches, anybody wanting his live decision on local news to be a true surprise for everyone. Al will join us here in a couple minutes to talk about the reasoning behind that decision, how a major growth spurt turned him into a Power 5 cornerback, how a chance meeting in the school parking lot with Wisconsin outside linebacker coach Bobby April changed his life, and much more. But before we get to that, here's the latest on the Big Ten saga. A comprehensive plan was presented to the 14 Big Ten presidents and chancellors Sunday with an emphasis on medical protocols that have changed in recent weeks and are now available to the league. The second step was having the Big Ten Steering Committee present the league's plan to return to play to the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors also on Sunday, and that happened per a report from Yahoo Sports. Now, the next step here is a vote on whether to play this fall or continue with a postponement. The vote, as I record this on Monday night, has not taken place yet. It was thought to have possibly been today. It has not happened, we are told, possibly tomorrow or today as you're listening to this. Who knows? But it's going to happen soon and it is expected to pass. Now, the proposed start date for the Big Ten, when it's voted on, is thought to be October 17th. Now, there's some flexibility built in that to be pushed back if needed, but the Big Ten would play an eight-game season over a nine-week period with a title game on December 19th. That October 17th start date would allow the Big Ten to take part in the college football playoff as the field for that, for the top four, will be announced on December 20th. Now, the Big Ten is also thrown around starting in late November and early January, but then they would be out of the very lucrative college football playoff. Now, the Council of President and Chancellors voted 11-3 last month to shut down all Big Ten fall sports. Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa were the three schools that voted to play. Nine votes will be needed to reverse the original decision, and Wisconsin, we are told, is expected to vote yes this time around, even though Wisconsin's campus is currently shut down from in-person classes for two weeks due to a surging coronavirus outbreak. Now, Wisconsin Athletic Director Barry Alvarez told Yahoo Sports over the weekend that the Badgers would need just three weeks to get ready, despite the program currently being paused until September 24th because of the virus. Uh, Alvarez told Yahoo Sports that Chris and I are on the same page. We can have our guys ready. We can have a team ready in three weeks. We feel comfortable with that, end quote. End quote. Now, since the postponement was announced, Big Ten teams have been limited to 12 hours of practice each week with no contact. Five of those hours could be spent on the field. The move towards perhaps playing is fueled by the advancement in that rapid testing. That would be a game changer in terms of how they're controlling the virus. No longer being sent out to labs 
uh, halfway across the country, you get rapid reports within 15 or so minutes, and the concerns about the myocarditis have also greatly diminished. Bottom line here is that the Big Ten watched this past weekend as three other Power Five conferences either played games or are getting set to play games. ACC and the Big 12 opened their seasons last weekend. The SEC will kick off this upcoming weekend, or excuse me, on September 26. Now, Wisconsin opened at number 12 in the AP poll, but they were dropped from the rankings this past week because no games were played by the Badgers. Now, a reminder of how we got here. The Big Ten decided to cancel the fall sports schedule on August 11th, six days after releasing an updated 10-game schedule. Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren, who has really bungled the PR side of this in his first year on the job, released an open letter following blowback on August 19th, but the letter's, the letter's lack of transparency led to fans, players, and parents from several schools demanding more answers, starting petitions for the league to reverse its decision and even a lawsuit from eight Nebraska players who want to play this year. Coaches throughout the Big Ten have blasted the league's lack of communication with them, and the issue has even become politicized with Donald Trump becoming involved at the beginning of this month. Bottom line, football is expected to be green-lighted here for the Big Ten at the beginning of October. Now, the next question is how many Big Ten schools are going to play? A report by Dan Patrick of the Dan Patrick Show says that it is unlikely that Northwestern, Illinois, Maryland, and Rutgers will play, and even went as far as saying that Michigan, Michigan State probably aren't going to play, but we have heard that the Big Ten will will provide a united front on this, vote unanimously to play, just a matter of whether all those schools will decide to field a team for the 2020 season. You are listening to the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. And before we get to Al Ashford, we have to let you know that the winning season has returned at MyBookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit, means insane props, epic bonuses, and the craziest cross-sport wagers at MyBookie. Winning season means watching live sports and betting live sports all season long. The NFL has returned. That means action-packed Sundays and huge cash prizes. Now, if you want to get in on the action here, use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best this NFL season for your chance to win big. Use promo code OVERTIME and double your first deposit. And Overtime is going all in for our listeners. We are giving away $500 cash to one lucky person who takes advantage of this offer. When you make your deposit, take a screen grab of your MyBookie account and email it to Overtime at AdvertiseCast.com. That's Overtime at AdvertiseCast.com. $500 given away at the end of this month. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. And now the guest of honor joins the program, the newest commit to Wisconsin's 2021 recruiting class, Al Ashford out of Colorado, is the man of the hour, joins the program right now. Al, how are you, sir? 
I'm great. How you doing? I'm doing well, and I think a lot of people are going to be very interested to listen to this interview because not a lot of people know a lot about you, which is kind of rare in this day and age of recruiting when you have so many recruiting sites and you have so many recruiting blogs and podcasts. You kind of caught a lot of people off guard with your commitment uh, to Wisconsin. Tell me a little bit about how the Badgers kind of came on your radar. Well, actually, I was recruited by Wisconsin. Um, they came to my school to recruit a good friend of mine, uh, Gunnar Helm. He's a big tight end uh, target for Wisconsin for a while. And, sure. Um, coach April, the outside linebacker coach, uh, he actually seen me in the weight room um, after walking in from the parking lot. He sees me in the weight room, and he actually was like, hey, uh, are you Marcus Alexander? And I said, no, that's our outside linebacker. He said, so what do you play? I said, I'm the corner. He said, you're the Ashford kid? I was like, yes, sir. He was like, you don't look like the corner. And uh, sure enough, um, we continued a relationship, you know, kept talking, and, um, you know, me being a bigger, longer corner, they – they kind of love that about me. Should we talking to Coach Leonard? Me and him developed a good relationship, and me being great friends with a uh, Deron Harrell. You know, he is a corner for you for Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It uh, it just felt like a great fit for me, man. You know, it's always a dream school of mine growing up, and I kind of kept everybody in the dark about it. But yeah, when did they officially offer you? When did Coach April extend that offer? Well, actually, I got on the phone with Coach Chris. Um. And he sent me off for, I want to say, oh, two weeks before my commitment date. Okay. So, yeah, about two weeks before. Um, and, shoot, man, I, I remember I was sitting there, and, you know, you told me, like, hey, we want you to be a Badger. So, you know, I kind of uh, told them, like, okay, well, I'll be making my decision on level. We'll find out what I want to do. And then I called them afterwards, and they seemed alive and knew I was coming. You look at your offer list, and it was a strong offer list. Uh, you know, Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, Kansas State, Oregon State, uh, Washington State uh, all are kind of your Power Five offers. What separated Wisconsin for you that you kind of grew up um, over the last couple of years and, and said that you know the Badgers are a school that I really want to play for, a school I really want to get to know, and what made it kind of fit for you? Well, I actually grew up in Rochester, New York, and. Uh, Growing up, you know, I had a lot of family in Chicago who were big Wisconsin fans. And um, for me, it was like watching my, they always had the, to me, it was, I call it the beat em up style of play. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get down, get dirty, they're going to they gonna block, they're going to tackle, and they, they're going to be really efficient in their game. You know, that's always been the culture of Wisconsin. So for me, it was like I always wanted to play in that system. And uh, being a fan of Coach Leonard and knowing, you know, what type of program and what type of guys were coming out of that school. It, it always seemed like a great spot for me, and uh, once I got the chance, you know, I kind of, you know, jumped on it, and, and God worked it out in a way where I was able to go to a program I always wanted to go to, and, you know, it, uh, it, it worked out smoothly. What did Coach April like about you, and what did he tell Coach Leonard and Coach, Coach Chris about you that it just became... Uh, you were kind of a must-have for them because Wisconsin doesn't have a lot of scholarships left in their 2021 class, so for you to get an offer this late in the process, they must like you a lot. Um, what about your game kind of fit with what they're looking for, you think? Um, well, I can tell you that, to me, I think that um, I'm one of the true lockdown boundary corners in my class. You know, there's a lot of guys who uh, having, you know, can only guard on one side of the field or can only play zone or only play man where me, I've been able to play anywhere in the secondary and guard number ones or play a zone and, and really be able to understand where I need to be um, so 
for a long time. I've been doing that my whole career. And um, that being said, you know, it was like Wisconsin loved that. I was, uh, uh, you know, six one and a half cornerback was 180 pounds running a four four flat coming out of high school. You know, and, and me being also that I was a national junior Olympic track runner and um, getting recruited for that as well. Actually, had some Division One um, offers for track. It was just, it was a great move for me. You know, knowing that I want to play football, they were really interested already, and they were they were willing to have me be the guy. You know. Now you've grown a lot over the past year or so. I, I read somewhere that you've grown, you know, close to a half foot. Um, how has that changed the way? How's how has that changed the way that you play the game? How has that changed your confidence from going from you know five six five eight to right around six one six two? So well, I'm gonna tell you this, man. So I remember uh, I was in my no. I'm sorry. Here. When I was a little kid, you know how they tell you we have an estimate of what height you're going to be? Sure. They told me I was going to be 5'8". My dad's 6'2", and my mom's 5'8". And they told me I was going to be 5'8". So I remember being like, man, there's no way I'm going to be 5'8". So I'm, I'm a little 9, 10-year-old kid who used to stretch every day just hoping I would go past 5'8". And we get to my sophomore year, and I'm 5'8". So I thought it was coming to first. I'm like, dang. And then I remember praying about it and saying, you know, God, if this is what you have for me, then I'm going to make you do what it do. If not, you know, let me put some inches on. And then, uh, shoot, I wake up in six months, and I went from a size 10 shoe to a size 13. And I was 5'11". Then in the next two months, I jumped up from 5'11 to six foot one and a half. Yikes. And, <laughs> yeah, and now I'm a size 14 shoe. I went from 125 pounds to 180 pounds in about a year and some change. How has that changed the way that you approach the game? How has that changed the way that you play the position? Oh, so to be honest with you, I feel like it made me an even better player now than I would have been. So with me, I always was a very aggressive defensive back. You know, I played a lot of running back growing up. And then uh, as I switched over the corner, it was like I had the feet of a small, quick burst kind of corner. And I was already fast, you know, but it was able to give me that where now I have feet and hips, like a smaller DB, really fluid, even though I'm 6'1". So to a lot of my peers, it was like, man, he has crazy feet. But for me, it was like, I just got into this. I just got into this brand new body, and I was able to move. And, shoot, I used to surprise myself with some of the breaks I had and some of the balls because I was like, man, I used to never be able to reach that. Where now I'm like, oh, I can, I can touch that, you know? And, uh... So it helped my game tremendously. And on top of that, it was like my my arms were so long that it started getting to the point where I couldn't wear large hoodies because <laughs> my arms were too long. I have to wear baggier XL, double XL hoodies just because my arms are too long to fit on large hoodies anymore. And that's a must. That's a must in Colorado, man. You you need a good sweatshirt, hooded sweatshirt in Colorado to survive. Oh, yeah, man. I went from, you know, a cold place to another cold place. So, <laughs> you learn how to have some jackets. And, yeah, man. Uh, but I had a crazy growth spurt. And, you know, I give it to God, man. It was it was all meant to be. You know, like like I always say, you know, um, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If not, you can't force it. So, that uh, <laughs> it, it went my way, and, and, it's, and it's a blessing. <laughs> 
We're talking to Al Ashford here, new Wisconsin commit here on the BadgerBlitz.com podcast. Al, 5A five, uh, five state champion you were last year with your team, two picks, 11 pass breakups. Did you get challenged a lot last year, or did, did you just basically shut down the side of the field and people just had to stop go, going at you? Well, um, put it this way, I had 28 targets in 14 games. Pretty quiet. So, uh, <laughs> so you did your job is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, um, I, I didn't get a lot of targets. Uh, I, I remember uh, our first game, actually I had one, and I picked it off very first target I got, and then I didn't get another target for two weeks. <laughs> then we played against Santa Margarita High School from uh, California, and they tried me, I think, four or five times. So I had picked up some, a lot of pass breakups, and shoot, dude, yeah, great. Helped me out a lot. It made me feel more confident. I was like, dang, I'm not getting any pass breakups then. You know, it got to the point, man, where I felt like I got to do whatever I can on the field for my team because I felt like I wasn't doing enough just eliminating the number one anymore. So you just see some of the plays in my tape where I leave off of my guy to get a pass break up on somebody else's guy. Because I was like, man, I got to I gotta do whatever I can to help my team. And I, I ain't care what I got to do. If they needed me to kill kick, kick field goals, I was down. <laughs> Quarantine was hard for a lot of people, not having access to weight rooms and different things. I know a lot of people, a lot of high school kids, a lot of recruits, both uncommitted and committed, try to do different things. It seemed like you were lucky that you had a trainer and that you were able to still have workouts at your school um, throughout this process. How, How... just to stay in shape and to be able to focus on the weight room and continue to grind in that sense, how important was that for you as you kind of set your sights here on, on the next step for you? Well, um, I don't plan on registering at all. Um, my whole life I've never been used to playing behind anybody, and I'm going to come in and compete You know, when I, when I get to campus. So that being said, my mindset has always been I'm preparing myself for the NFL. That's my dream, and that's what I've always, you know, I'm not afraid to talk about it because that's my affirmation. I will play in the NFL. And um, that being said, my trainer methods are the same. They reflect that. So my trainer, Jermaine Stafford, he played at Michigan State for a while. Um, He was a big part of that where I was working out in quarantine probably a lot harder than other guys. You know, I was getting, through every morning I was getting a three-mile run in and then I was doing three sets of workouts. I would go to weights, then we would go eat, then I had like a set meal plan, I would go eat, then I would get a film session in, then I would go uh, have my strength and conditioning, car speed and conditioning um, workout. It would be over at a, this, this uh, huge park with these crazy hills. Then we get back home, eat again, then I would go get a football session in. That would be strictly DB work. And we did this five days a week the whole quarantine. So when we got to the end of quarantine and we started getting the football workouts, man, it, it kind of had me craving even more because it was so fun to me. Like, I just love being in that process, you know. And now they threw school in the mix and I actually love going to school. So it's, it's just been really fun for me now that we're getting past quarantine, but still continuing that same workout method and, and process. 
you look at where um, where, where you the time between you got the offer from Wisconsin and, and you committed. How much research did you do into the school between that time period? Did you get a chance to go on like a, a virtual official visit with the staff? Did you just do a lot of searching online? I'm sure you talked to Duran Harrell about it. Kind of tell me about that two week window that you had to kind of figure this out if this was going to work for you or not. Oh uh, well, I actually was recruited by Wisconsin a, a while ago. You know when I talked about with Coach April and. Mm-hmm. That being said, I was very interested in the university, so I did a lot of research. I actually took a um, virtual visit to them and some, uh, you know, non-known uh, virtual visits with Duran uh, Harrell, you know, talking about, you know, our process and taking me around campus and things like that. And um, even making some relationships with some other Colorado guys I didn't, uh, before I wasn't too uh, familiar with, but developed a relationship throughout this process. You know, Max Lofi, the... DB commit from Colorado that's on the Wisconsin roster right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, me, I did a lot of research, you know, figuring out the academic side of it because that's, that's huge, you know, figuring out what I want to major in. And, um, and on top of that, you know, looking at what schools are or what programs at the school are set for men of color like me to, you know, be successful, to, to feel at home. And also for me as a man of faith to really be in tune with my faith, you know, what programs they had in place for for me to um, be around other believers, but also, you know, be around other people with different mindsets, you know, different uh, bases of faith, and be able to, you know, have those conversations and, and discuss, you know, where we're at in that, you know. Because I think the dialogue is the best thing we can do to promote that understanding and uh, tolerance between each other, for sure. A lot of recruits are going to talk about their decision with their parents, with their family, uh, and kind of come to a decision, and then they're going to celebrate. You kind of kept everyone in the dark, too, including, I read, your family. Kind of tell me about that decision, too. <laughs> Basically, you were the only one that knew. Kind of tell me about why you decided to do that. I had an idea that my whole life I felt like I've kind of not went against the grain, but I always did things my own way and had my own idea of how I wanted to accomplish things and get things done. And, uh, you know, you let my mom tell this. She might say I was I was a little hard-headed, but I had an idea that I wanted to do something never done before. So I kind of had, you know, something no one has done. You know, I kept a school in the dark. No one had offered me. I didn't tell my own parents that they had offered me. <laughs> I didn't tell any coaches. And um, so when I, you know, did the it news lady, when she says, hey, so Al, where are you going? I take out that bottle of hand sanitizer with a Wisconsin <laughs> Badger sticker, put on the hat, and I guarantee you there was a little pause. I remember it, it went silent, and I looked around, and then I started hearing cheers, like, okay, yeah, everybody's like, my parents were like, Wisconsin? <laughs> Nobody knew, man. No idea, and shoot, it, it took about, I, I say the, the shot still has enough kind of, um, what's the word, worn off on him yet? Because my dad, he'll randomly walk into my room. Like, so we Badgers now? I'd be like, yes, sir. And he'll walk out. Or he'll, he'll come to, you know, he came to train in the day and just randomly put on my Wisconsin hat and was like, all right, yeah, we commit. We commit. <laughs> like, it, it, it's like you're convincing himself, you know, to get, re- get ready for it. So it, it's been a process. Man. I, I, you know, if I got to do it all again, I wouldn't change anything. It, I'm happy you went the way it did, man. 
Yeah, for those that haven't seen the video, it, it's awesome. You have this whole scholarship board, like a, just, just like a collage of all your offers, no mention of Wisconsin. You have all of your offers on a table in front of you, and just like a pure savage, you reach underneath the table and pick out a bottle of hand sanitizer with the Bucky Badger logo on it, and you commit. It was so cool, and it caught everyone by surprise, and you mentioned the shock with your family. Now that they know you're going to Madison, what are their thoughts about it? Have they started to kind of look into it and go, okay, you know, this this is a good school for my son to go to? Have they, have they reached that point yet with you? Yeah, well, Wisconsin is a top five public institution in the country. Mm-hmm. And that being said, my folks are definitely on board for that education-wise. But with me, my whole career, you know, I've lost one football game my high school career. So for me, it's like whatever school we're at, whatever place – you know, my name touches, I feel like we got to go win and we got to go set up to win championships. So now we already talking about, hey, we got to go get a national championship. So I even talking junk to some of my friends, you know, I got a friend committed to Ohio State talking a little junk to him about, hey, we see you in that Big Ten championship. Next time I, we there, you know, y'all ain't taking it home. You know, <laughs> shoot, we said, you know, now we're chasing greatness, man. Uh, the work is never done. I, I, me, I always emphasize that. College, to me, is not the pinnacle of my career and not the pinnacle of, of my life. You know, it's, it's only a stepping stone into what God really has for me to support my family and to, um, you know, to really guide me in what I need to do. So, that being said, I, I can't wait to get on campus and, and show what I can do and, and be a Badger. Wisconsin has recruited very well over the last several years. Last year's recruiting class was the best ever that Paul Christ had signed. This year's is on pace to be better than that. And a theme that we in the media have gotten from talking to these kids is that a national championship is a realistic possibility down the road at Wisconsin, and especially in this 2021 class with these guys. I'm sure they have welcomed you in uh, over the course of the last several days. Who have you had a chance to talk to from this class, and what kind of vibes are you getting from these guys that share a similar viewpoint that you do? Let me tell you this, man. These guys are so open and welcoming to to everyone. Like, shoot, when I when I found out I was committing, well, when they found out I was committing, I get a thousand phone calls and texts from these guys. They told me in a group chat we get on the video game, we have phone calls all day. You know, just showing love, and they they happy I'm there, man. And even chopping it up about film, talking about, you know, what things we're going to run. We've been getting on the phone with, um, you know, Duran and, and discussing, like, hey, what do you guys really want to technique-wise? Setting up Zoom meetings to where, while we're in high school, we're preparing for what we need to do playbook-wise when we get to Wisconsin. And um, so I've been really good, you know, getting to talk to Deacon Hill, you know, Ricardo Hallman, you know, um, <laughs> TJ, uh, a lot of guys, man, um, Man, it's it's crazy being in this spot, man. And you know, even Mike Jarvis, Jackson uh, Hacker, and a bunch of guys. You know, I talked to all the commits, and you know, it's it's crazy the type of brotherhood they're already building, and the fact that we already have relationships with a lot of the people there. How open the fans have been with me, it, it seems like it's home, man. The cornerback group is a young group at Wisconsin, and there's a lot of talented guys there, too. Um, you know, Samar Melvin is there, a really good player out of, out of Florida. Dean Ingram from the East Coast. Uh, Rashad Wild Goose has played a lot. Uh, Fan Hicks will be there. When you get there, he's played a lot. Uh, what do you like about how Wisconsin has really seemingly developed the cornerback position with guys like you, a little bit bigger guys, guys with some ball skills, 
it, to kind of make this defense what it has been the last couple of years, which is a top 10 defense in virtually every major category. Yep. Yeah, so um, to me, you know, I love Wisconsin's defense, and I feel like it could truly be, you know, a top three defense in the country. That being said, to me, you know, with Jeff Okuda living the Big Ten, it opened the door for another star defensive back kind of core with Ohio State having their settling with a whole defensive back core that could take over. You know, to me, that's going to be us. You know, and uh, that being said, we, we're putting the work in. We already got the the um, veterans in place who, who know how to get it done who won rings, you know. So that being said, we're, we're ready to, you know, step it up. And that's why we don't plan on red shirt. You know, we plan on coming in and making an impact quick. You know, it's that little singer for me. Alan, you've talked about being a man of faith. Um, have you thought about what would have happened that day that Bobby April was there looking at Gunner, that you were you know, a minute late because you had to run something to the office or you had decided to you know, skip the workout or you had decided to go a different path and you didn't run into him? Have you, have you considered what, how much different your life would be if that chance encounter in the parking lot wouldn't have happened? That hasn't really sunk in on me yet, man. Uh, you know, but for me, I've always felt like, you know, God has had his hand in my life in so many ways. And there was no other way for it to happen, man. So, you know, for me, it's, just, it's such a blessing to know that, you know, our, craft, our paths crossed for such a particular reason. You know, everything so small, you would have never even thought of. Like, when I was talking to my, uh, you know, mom about it today, like, hey, when I met them, it was this. They were like, that's so funny because we would have never even thought about it. Like, I didn't even think about how important that, that one conversation was, you know? Um, man, it, it just tells you that, you know, for me it was just a blessing to never burn bridges and to also, um, you know, always keep your mind, your, your heart open to the new um, experiences and, and uh, just be, be yourself. You know, me, I've always been a, a talkative kid. I've always never had a problem talking to people and, just me being able to, you know, show what type of kid I am, I was able to get a, get a full-ride scholarship to my dream school, so can't beat that. And you pull off a huge surprise upset, which in this world, day and age of daily recruiting news, that's pretty darn impressive too. So cools to you, Al. Al Ashford, the new... Yeah, it was awesome, man. I mean, that that's top five, I think. I've been covering this for a long time, and don't get surprised too often, but the way you surprise a lot of people, including your parents... Kudos to you. I mean, that's 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 five star quality right there. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, <laughs> Al Ashford, the new commit for the University of Wisconsin's twenty twenty one class. Watch him next year. He's going to be on the field. No red shirt for this guy. Al, good talking to you. Thanks for making the time and congratulations again. Yes, sir. You have a good one. That is our show for this week. You can follow Al Ashford on Twitter, the newest Wisconsin Badger at Ashford underscore iii for ashford the third you can follow me on twitter at the badger nation and for all the latest on wisconsin football basketball and recruiting log on to badgerblitz.com and follow us on twitter at badger underscore blitz we'll be back with you next week and maybe even later this week if the big 10 comes through with the decision breaking everything down all wisconsin badgers here on the badgerblitz.com podcast